We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Friday night. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's not just any Friday night, though. No, it is not. It is the last Friday night that I get to share with my partner. I don't know who's going to be my partner in crime going forward, but it's my last Friday night, y'all, to be in the studio sharing uh, this time together with uh, him. I don't know what I'm going to do when my work husband leaves me. I'm being divorced. My work husband is divorcing me. Y'all know who I'm talking about before I go any further. We got a great uh, show for you guys tonight. Uh, But before I go any further, I got to bring him in right away because it's my last Friday night to do so. People, please. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Get him out of here. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That's it. Don't sound so happy, man. Or I'm going to go and take what what that leftover potato pizza... Oh, that's I've it, already eaten there. my weight in potato pizza. Feel free to take a slice or two. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. I'll take all that leftover pizza. <laughs> Feel free. There's too much. And the cake that's in there. We had a little a little goodbye shindig uh, today at the radio station for Skins because we're going into a holiday weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Not everybody's going to be here for his last day. His last official day is Tuesday. So I am just enjoying this long goodbye. And so later on in the show actually we've got a a mentor of skins who's going to be on the show we've just got so much fun for you guys tonight jam-packed coming up after the first break First time on the Andrea K show, we've got Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears from Virginia who's going to be here. And I can't think of a better time for her to be writing a book about the glory that is the American dream than now when we're coming off of the insanity that's been happening in terms of the divisions by the left and their communist utopia schemes. And so I'm super excited to get to talk to Winsome Sears. I've been a fan of hers since she be, she ran for and became Lieutenant Governor in Virginia. So definitely on this Friday night, I love to have a chance to uh, talk to somebody that I'm kind of looking as could be a, a hero. And on Fridays, we do Hear of the Week and Stink of the Week. So Winsome Sears might be up in that uh, that area for me tonight. Uh, bottom half of the hour, you know, we have Bob Walters will be here with his education segment. And there's breaking news in San Diego on the education front. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. 
Friday Fun Day, next hour, we've got somebody on the Andrea K Show who's going to be sharing with you guys an amazing fun activity that you can do any day in San Diego and a special event that's coming up in the next few weeks or so. And then we've got Skins as Mentors going to be with us. So, so much to get into tonight. Buckle up for the rides, baby. Get yourself a cold one or a hot one like I am with my coffee right here. And let's get ready to rumble, babies. Okay. Uh Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Don't forget our podcast, which is uploaded by noon, typically every day, not on Saturdays. That ain't happening tomorrow. But every other day, it's up by noon. And our live calling number is 888-344-1170. I got to tell you, I'm, I was disappointed in y'all last night. Nobody called in and told me like a gruesome, hideous work story. Nobody told me an embarrassing work story last night. I've got some, you know, embarrassing stories. Well, maybe not embarrassing to me, but I love to tell stories of things that are embarrassing to my coworkers. <laughs> um, anyway, the phones, if you want to call in, if you've got a story, I would love to hear it. It is Labor Day. And in fact, uh, let me kick off. This uh, Labor Day weekend with a story. Got to pick it up off the ground. Um, we're going to, since we've got Winsome Sears is going to be here after the break, there is, there's, there's not really any breaking news on the Trump indictment situation. Uh, we, we, I am going to, there is a little bit of information coming out of Kevin McCarthy in, involving the impeachment, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time on culture tonight because that's where the left has been spending their times to destroy us. And that's why I'm super excited to have Winsome Sears on in a moment. But we know that the way that you can come completely transform and destroy a nation is by destroying the family, right? And what's the best way to destroy a family? By destroying anybody's ability to reproduce. (laughs) It's the perfect justification for open borders, isn't it? And I think that that's a huge part of what has been behind the recruitment an assault on children to recruit them into transitioning, which destroys their bodies and destroys their ability in the process to be able to reproduce. There's a story out right now that doctors are warning that the U.S. is barreling towards the same fertility crisis as in Japan, where one in 10 men in their 30s are virgins and a third of women will be childless. Now, I'm not sure what's caused this over in Japan, other than I know that it's super crowded over there in Tokyo. I think there might have been a cultural thing behind this in terms of how hard they work over there. Might have been uh, regulations. I'm not really sure what's behind why their birth rate in 2020 was 1.3 births per women down from 1.5 in 1992 that may not sound like a lot but the US but it is when you when you when you when you exponentially carry that out the US birth rate is 1.6 its lowest level recorded since the data was first tracked in 1800 this spells doom for the United States and this is part and this is this is ultimately what the lefties want for so many different reasons. It's about destroying the family. It's about ushering in communism. One of the things they want, one of the reasons why they want so few people to be reproducing is because they want to shove us into their pre-planned community, their central planning design of turning us all into Copenhagen, where everybody lives in these uh, two-bedroom apartments. That's the game plan in Lahaina. Uh, they want to... They want to uh, also by transing kids and destroying reproduction, they destroy men in this country. 
in Japan, I don't know what's going on, why one in 10 men in their 30s are virgins. But let me tell you, you don't have real men in a society when they're pretending to be women, whether they get their male parts removed or not. The attack on men and what's been called male toxicity has been in the works for decades, long before they decided to transition children. Going into Labor Day, here's an example of the attempt, I mean, the focus. It has been almost overnight, hasn't it, Skins, to where it has been just a shock and awe of every aspect of our society been about pushing children into transgenderism. Now, going into Labor Day, indeed... If you know who Indeed is, I think they're a site where you can post your resume and get hired or, or companies. Yeah, it's like a job site. It's a job site. Okay. Indeed is actually paying $10,000. They're going to compensate workers to relocate as long as they're trans or they have kids who identify as trans. And the purpose behind it is if they're living in an area that is banned, like I think the, the Texas State Supreme Court has upheld a ban on puberty blockers and surgeries on children in the state of Texas. So Indeed would pay $10,000 for moving fees for someone who lives in an area where state laws or other government directives hinder the worker in obtaining this surgery. This isn't because they care about anybody with the mental illness of gender dysphoria. This is about changing this nation. This is about turning us into one that doesn't reproduce. This is about turning us into into a society where uh, we talked about this a little bit with Brigitte Gabriel last night, what they're doing to our military. They're recruiting transgenders into our military to the degree to where if if your unit's called up, you don't have to go if you're trans. You don't have to you don't have to risk being the one uh, that might come home in a coffin like we heard about from the Gold Star families, like the one uh, Mark Schmitz, who is my I I think I think I'm just going to go ahead and say he's my hero of the week because the way he spoke truthfully about our, our commander in chief. Then you also have to think about another way that, you know, when Bill Gates said, look, We've got all these shots that we can use to depopulate the world. He meant it. So doctors are warning the U.S. is barreling towards a fertility crisis. How many of these doctors warning this are the same ones that have been shoving shots on people that are destroyed as Naomi Wolf talked about it on the show? She talked about uh, how the the fertility crisis uh, that's involved with women uh, pregnant or not with these mRNA shots. And the sudden infant deaths that have come along with it, these spontaneous, uh, you know, uh, spontaneous abortions from taking this, the long term implications of these shots, as Bill Gates has bragged about. So, yeah, we have a fertility crisis in this country and it's only going to get worse going forward. So maybe the message should be to you married folks out there, if you ain't got a youngin, uh, maybe that might be what you do on this Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> only if you can uh, it, 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 I'm only going to recommend that to married folks and to folks that can afford it alright we're going to take a break we come back we are going to bring in Lieutenant Governor of Virginia Winsome Sears is going to be here she's got a new book out about the beauty that is the American dream I can't wait to talk to her about this particularly after a nutburger John Mellencamp said something so ridiculous is only between 1-2% to 2% of African Americans in this country are better off now than they were during slavery. So stay tuned for Winsome Sears. We'll be right back.
Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I am super excited about this next guest. I am, y'all know, you long, especially you long-time Andrea Kay Show listeners, know a few things about me. I am the daughter of two Marines. I was raised to, to love this country. I was raised to believe it. I was raised in a Christian home and raised to believe in the American dream that even though I was born, my parents were born into poverty and they joined the Marines uh, to get themselves out of the poverty that I was raised to believe that in this country that you could achieve anything if you were willing to work hard enough for it. And as I'm looking at the book that my next guest has written, I'm thinking that she might actually agree with me. It's Lieutenant Governor Winsome Earl Sears, author of the book, How Sweet It Is, Defending the American Dream. And y'all all know who she is. She was the first in November 2021. She was the first woman Lieutenant Governor of Virginia ever. First black woman, the first naturalized female citizen, because y'all may not know that she's not actually born here in the United States, and the first female veteran elected to statewide office, because yes, she's a Marine, and once a Marine, always a Marine, and I am honored to have you on the show tonight, Winsome Sears. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Andrea. It's a pleasure. You're in San Diego. You know, I was stationed at Pendleton. And, of course, was out at 29 Palms or 29 Stumps, as we like to call it. So, (laughs) my old stomping ground. Oh, yeah. Now, where did you go through basic? Oh, well, women at the time uh, always went to um, North Carolina. And and let me tell you, it was awful because the sand fleas. Oh, my goodness. Girl, you don't know this. (laughs) I was born at Lejeune. My parents went, my parents both went through uh, PI, Paris Island, and the, Uh and they talked, I've been hearing about them sand fleas my entire life. And mama swears that she was kicked in the shins first day of basic. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, the Marine Corps saved my life because, and part of this is in the book, you know, when, uh, well, my grandmother died, and I just felt like my life was over, too, and I was only 18 years old, and I fought the Marine Corps. The Marines will give me a reason to live. They'll give me the discipline I need. And sure enough, they gave me a whole lot of reasons to live. Oh, well, fantastic. So, um, but let's rewind a little bit, though, because a lot of people don't know, and I find this fascinating. There's nothing I love more than people who immigrate into this country, and they love it, and they fulfill the American dream by working hard. And that sounds like the story of your dad, who came here from Jamaica with a dollar seventy-five in his pocket, and you came here at the age of six. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so you know he could have actually gone to England because. We were a British colony, uh, Jamaica was, and it would have been easier for him to enter England. And in fact, some of his siblings did do that. But he thought the best way for him to restart his life was to come to America, even though, remember now, he came at the height of the civil rights movement. He Mm. came uh, 17 days before Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but even as a black man, he, he looked at his options and thought, I can make it in America no matter what. And sure enough, uh, you know, he applied, had to wait his turn, and came came to America with that dollar seventy five. Took any job he could find, used the money to put himself through school, started his career, and of course, he's now comfortably retired. He came and got me when I was six, and here I am, 
second in command in the former capital of the Confederacy. Don't tell me that America isn't great. Oh, my gosh, I could cry. I don't know if you heard this nonsense from John Cougar Mellencamp, if you even know of his music. He's a has-been. Well, he came out the other day. I mean, Hurt So Good was a classic, by the way. I love John Cougar. I've actually saw him in concert when I was going to LSU. But when he said the other day day in an interview with Bill Maher that only 1% to 2% of black people in America are living better than the slaves did... I, 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 as somebody yeah. who grew up in the Deep South, I don't know about you, but I thought that was one of the most offensive things I have ever heard. I didn't even think about it being offensive. As he's just uh, absolutely a numbskull. <laughs> I mean, it, it, does he not know what's going on in this world? Is he has he lost his mind? I mean, listen to what former President Barack Obama said when he was a senator. And was at the DNC, the convention, giving a speech in 2004. Listen to what he said. I stand here knowing that my story is part of the larger American story, that I owe a debt to all of those who came before me, and that, listen to this, in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that, Andrea? So at least way back then, they believed that. And I guess John Mellencamp is, is part of that crowd, too. What, have they lost hope in America? Has he looked around and seen how black people have been getting along? I mean, does he see the people at the border who are breaking their neck? In fact, they're throwing their children mm. over the fence to get into America because they still believe in the American dream. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like them to do it the right way. We got to know who's coming into the country. But don't tell me those people are more patriotic than we are. So, you know, maybe he needs to give his money uh, away and go figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe maybe these people, because what this is, is these people that don't believe in this country's foundation. They don't believe in the principle of individual liberty, individual responsibility and freedom. And so they're they they want to keep certain members and certain sectors of society down by pushing the Mm -hmm. nonsense. And through CRT, for example, that you if you're this color of skin you have no hope and no ability to ever make it in this country and if you are this color skin you're ne- you're inherently bad and that is just so evil to me i mean i personally i come out of corporate america before i got into media and the african americans i worked with I, i'm you know my leaders at xerox corporation top executives these were people i looked up to they were mm-hmm. such leaders and such you know successful you know people that it just it it's i, I I've I've seen I've witnessed it myself. You well, know, we're with, not victims. We're no. not victims, and what we are is we are overcomers. Mm-hmm. And whatever you throw in our path, we'll overcome that too. And if I, I want you to really think about this, though, if if John Mellencamp really thought only one to two percent of black people in America are better than those who were enslaved so long ago, then shouldn't he do something? If he really thought that. Shouldn't he give his money mm-hmm. all, just about all away to improve black people? So what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. That they really uh, are about control. They yes. don't really care because if you really believe that, sir, you would do something. And let me tell you, we don't need a political savior. What we do need is for people to who think they know better than we do, know how to better spend our own money than we do, know how to raise our children certainly better than we do, know how to run our businesses, etc. How 
how about you just move yourselves out of the way mm-hmm. so that we can do what we need to do. We don't need a political savior. No, or maybe they should go move to Castro's Cuba because even though Castro's gone, the system is still in place and, you know, and, and see for themselves how fabulous it is. We're talking to Winsome Sears, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. She, or, I can't wait to read her new book, How Sweet It Is Defending the American Dream. I've had Larry Elder on my show quite a few times in the past few weeks because I don't like the mm-hmm. fact that he's been, uh, I, I love his, I love Larry. I love his message. I don't like the fact that he's was, was, denied an opportunity to be on the debate stage because he's just got such an inability to articulate a, a message and to counter the false narrative in this country that black mm-hmm. people can't achieve anything. He says mm-hmm. the number one issue in America is fatherlessness in the homes and not just in black homes. Do you agree? Well, I agree. You know why? Because as the family goes, Andrea, so goes society. Mm-hmm. And if the family is decimated, if there is no structure in which to raise the child, where you, you have to teach the child how they are supposed to be contributors to society, mm-hmm. how they are supposed to understand that the first form of government is self government, and then you learn how to uh, be uh, behave in a family, then into the wider society, then is it any wonder we see how our nation is going? Mm-hmm. And then is it any wonder that our children don't know uh, which way is up? Mm-hmm. You know, because right is now wrong, up is down, you know, a man can be a woman, and <sighs> that, you know, they call women, what, uh, chest feeders and bleeders, and what, how dare you speak to us that way? And no, I am not cisgender. I am a woman. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. And that's uh, what uh, we've only got about a minute left. I wish I had so much more time with you. But um, let's just stay in the last minute that we have on the children and what they're doing to children in society, because you're right. The Mm -hmm. destruction of the family from fatherlessness to what they're doing to children with uh, this transgendering. Do you think that there should maybe be some national legislation to ban puberty blockers and to ban? I know you're lieutenant governor, but I personally think that it's time that we maybe have a a, a centralized, you know, murder is, is illegal across the country. I personally think we need to centralize some legislation to ban this. Your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I think that we've got to get into uh, political leadership, some people who have some common sense. Yeah. How is it that you have a three-year-old who comes to you and says, I'm a boy when they're really a girl, mm-hmm. and now you want to put them on pu- puberty blockers? How about you wait? Wait and let the child develop Uh, You know, when they uh, come of age, 18 years old, and they can make that decision themselves. Yes. I mean, what what in the world is happening to our country? We are castrating our Mm -hmm. our young boys. Uh, Have we lost our ever loving minds? So, yes, I think, you know, if, if it can't be done on the state level, we ought to consider doing it on the national level. But when you have people who are in political uh, leadership who are so afraid, you know, mm-hmm. I call them wind checkers. They want to see <laughs> yeah. you know, which way the wind is blowing today. When common sense tells you, it, it, you cannot take a little boy and make him a little girl and no. not think there are going to be consequences down the road. Absolutely. There is a mental thing going on and you've got to address it. And you see so many of our children who have made the, the, the decision and have had full surgery yeah. and they've come to regret it. My God.
Well, Winsome Sears, Lieutenant Governor, it's been an honor to have you here. I hope you come back real soon. One of the ways we can counter all of that is for people to hear good inspirational stories like your book, How Sweet It Is, Defending the American Dream. I want everybody to get a copy or more and share it with their family. Thank you so much and God bless. Thank you. Buy it anywhere books are sold. Amazon everywhere. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. Bob Walters will be here with his weekly education wrap-up. Don't go away. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Last Friday at this time, I was in Cabo San Lucas, Enjoying the fresh air and the beautiful view of Los Arcos, but I was missing my buddy Bob Walters, and I'm glad to be back so I can be with him tonight. Hello, my dear friend. Hello. Good. You had a good time. I had a great time, but you didn't say, say you missed me. I did miss you. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. I'm excited to hear what you got for us. All right. Uh, Starting some good news. Massachusetts woke school, a little district outside of Boston, calls advanced math for being too white and too Asian. Parents and families are outraged and taking legal action and also approaching the board to have a dramatic change made immediately. But there you go. The fight goes on. Number two, rural America is winning after woke teachers fired and explicit materials banned from schools in Texas. That's a report done by Independent News that throughout the rural America in Texas, the teachers, uh, woke teachers are being fired. The explicit materials are being banned, which is good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Number three, Maryland asked parents asked appeals court to intervene over after a lower court rules in favor of mandatory LGBT curriculum. So they're fighting it. So uh, let me get, winning let, everywhere. But let me make sure I understand. Fighting. So a lower court. Block the mandatory LBGT and the um, wait. Say that again. I want to make sure I understand. The appeals, the appeals court intervened after the lower court approved the uh, okay the, the restriction on LGBT school curriculum, and but the appeals court reversed it and makes it legal that it continue in the in the classrooms. Well, hopefully they're going to take it to the next step and and go to the state supreme court. They are. Yeah, yeah, good. That is the plan. Dead. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right. A coalition of parental groups uh, gathered outside the state capitol in California on August 14th to protest several legislative bills that would strip parents of their constitutional rights to raise their children as they see fit in California. Some would silence parents and squash local control of curriculum and require a two-thirds vote for a board to ban any book on sexual or transgender issues. So they gathered outside the Capitol. Um, wait, w- they protest these bills to protest the bills, and one of them, one of them is the one that would um, push parents out, and they wouldn't have any any say so whatsoever. On Correct. is is this one that the the parents don't have any say so over the curriculum? Well, they wouldn't have. Any, they can't go to the board, and they can't have any say so on the curriculum. Wow. Nothing. 
Zero. Didn't there used to be a little thing called the PTA, Parent Teachers Association? Now they don't. It, the, basically, these school boards are just little communist societies, and it's just and it's just all about. Well, this is the California legislation trying to basically put it into law that parents have no rights whatsoever over their children during a school day. You know, I never hear about the PTA anymore. I haven't for a couple of years. Yeah, they're gone. It doesn't happen anymore. They're gone. A- apparently, yeah. So, um, hmm. I know. So, if <laughs> this right, went so better news, okay. Students in Michigan will now get a free lunch and free breakfast in the upcoming school year. One point four million students will be happy and full. You know, that is good. I think that your taxpayer dollars for school should include uh, meals for the kids during the day. Yeah. Yeah. That would spend more money on the education itself, but the meals would not be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. As millions of kids get ready to return to school, some are choosing to have parents who, en- who enroll them in micro schools. Word I haven't heard before. This is homeschooling, but for groups of kids in the neighborhood. It's reported that one to two point million Kids in U.S. are now in this type of schooling. In other words, you, you're going to be a homeschooler parent, but you get together with seven other parents in your neighborhood, and you have a collective group down at the church or wherever you can get a public building. That's kind of, school. yeah. It's, it's called micro, school, micro schools. Wow. I, I love this idea. It's actually my friends, Kathy and Dan Granite, have a school in uh, Carlsbad or Vista now. They moved and it's called Freedom of Choice School. And it's technically a home school that gathers a bunch of kids from different parents that gathers in a location. And it's technically yeah. a home school, even though it's in a building. And there's paperwork, you know, that shows that this is a homeschool thing. So I love this because it just shows the different creative ways that people are are using uh, the homeschool concept to get kids educated. So this is fabulous. I love this. I love that. Once it takes the burden off a single parent having to do it all himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just too much. And it provides the social structure for kids. They get more activities and, you know... um, I, even uh, possibly uh, like at Kathy and Dan's school, there's music lessons. So there's just, it, it, it gives a better, well-rounded experience for the kids. You know, the angle just came up. The number of Ohio schools with armed teachers has skyrocketed after the law drops training requiring 700 hours down to 24 hours of training. I wow. I how you could do seven hours, 700 hours of training, but <laughs> it's now 24 However, in the big cities, most have voted not to allow teachers to be armed at all, no matter what the training is. So it's, it's a good it's a good trend in most of the cities. Well, I mean, seven when you when you say okay, we'll allow teachers to be armed, but you put a requirement for seven hundred hours of training. Basically, you're you're <laughs> you're not allowing teachers to be armed, and then once they reduced it to twenty four hours, you know, which is which is appropriate. Uh, suddenly you've got all these teachers that are armed. And of course the cities are voting to not arm the teachers. I, when I was down in Cabo, my girlfriend and I struck up a conversation with this young man who was there with his, with his wife and he works for a congressperson in Texas in a border town. I'm like, oh, so he helps draft legislation. I'm like, what have you guys been working on? Oh, we've been working on Uvalde, we, you know, and gun control legislation. And I just didn't get into it because you know what? I'm down there on vacation and my friend and I, we just, after he and his little chica <laughs> left, we were like, how dumb, this is this is what we're dealing with. You know, um, what we need, the, the reason why those kids died is we had 400 or so armed 
cowardly police officers in the hallway who allowed this bad guy to pick off these children. If we had a hardened school, including armed teachers, those children might be alive today. They would be. Yes. It's a shame. Yes. All right. Another another point of good news. Orion Walters, not related to me, was sworn in as Oklahoma superintendent of education in January of this year. He's called for prayer in school Mm. and wants the Ten Commandments hung in every classroom of the state. He won his post with the help of Moms for Liberty, which is a great group, mm-hmm. which hopes to spread this to many other states. In June, he approved the nation's first religious charter school, mm. which, which, however, is being fought by ACLU. He also told staff not to apply for federal grants with, if, if, if it's connected with diversity being required. Oh, I love this guy. This is what we need. We need need this all over the place. And you know what? If you don't want your kid to go to a school where they're saying prayer or where they've got the Ten Commandments hung, well, then you just homeschool your kid. Yep, you know, if you're if you uh, because that's this is what this country was founded on. And, you know, if you move to Iran, they're not going to change their schools for you or any other place. So this is this is this is America getting back to America and in the heartland in Oklahoma. I absolutely love this. And um you yeah, and this Moms for Liberty group, what an amazing success record that they've had and it just goes to show that is a good there this is good news within good news because it shows that you know the the power the power of a couple of moms deciding that they're going to get active, you know, and deciding to organize and you can see that when people do that, you know, mighty things can happen. And so it's important that we stay energized. That's why I'm so glad that you bring us these good news, you know, stories every week, as well as the college crazies, which are coming up next. So we're going to take a break and we come back. We've got Bob Walters who's going to stick with us. And we're going to talk about some craziness happening in the colleges. Don't you go anywhere. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. On this Friday, we are going to continue with our buddy, Bob Walters, with his education segment. And uh, Bob, you got some college craziness for us? I got a lot of crazies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Penn State University in Pennsylvania. Faculty supports discrimination against whites, contending that white teachers are a problem inherently flawed on the basis of history. They are responsible for all the injustices and suffering in the world. you got to be kidding. Wow. This attitude and problem is being opposed by an English professor on campus called Zach DiPiro, who's filed a suit to stop the attitude and the enforcement. So we'll see what happens. Gosh, uh, it's I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is so it, this is so against the law. This is just so discriminatory. And yeah. it's just we do have a systemic racism problem in this country. Uh, unfortunately, we know who it's against it's liberals. Yeah, <laughs> the liberals are, are racist. people. Mm-hmm. All right. Cal State is pushing back on community colleges plans to offer bachelor degrees for students who want to get good jobs who can't afford the university degree. This is really quite a development because um, university is, is several thousand dollars a year, whereas state college, community college, is only maybe two thousand a year. The state's 116 community colleges can now erect up to 30 new bachelor programs each year. Thousands of students are making the change. 
So how the university is scared and worried. Yeah, well, of course they are, because, you know, people have wised up to the idiocy of spending two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, uh, not a year, but for for basically worthless paper. But how is Cal State pushing back? What do we know of what their efforts are? They're trying to get a new law passed that would forbid the community colleges from offering bachelor degrees. Oh, wow. With teachers union push paying for it, by the way. What a yeah. scam. What a scam. Yeah. So yeah. just, you know, they don't want competition. They don't want, you know, here's an economics lesson. You know, uh, competition lowers prices. Competition is a good thing. Uh, they, these colleges and universities, they, they, want, they want to own the marketplace so that you don't have any choice. I agree. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Ah. Anyway, a Bakersfield College professor, Damon Johnson, is suing the school and the California Community College Chancellor for forcing him to espouse every very woke diversity, equity, and inclusion principles in his classroom, violating his First Amendment rights. This is a new rule just issued by to all professors. They have to fo- focus on significant time on these topics. Others are considering the same action against the university. So, so this is you know, a, this is new, one of these new state laws. That's all. So this is a state law that's basically now every professor is being forced to you know include in their syllabus DEI crap. Yep. So yep. so I, I mean how I'm thinking back to you know I get I, obviously when I was a political science major that would have been easy to incorporate but when I was taking trigonometry or quantitative business analysis I don't know how they were going to work in any DEI business. You know, oh, oh, I know how they would. I know how they would. Well, what they would have done is like when I was doing uh, engineering stuff like industrial engineering, it would have been like these evil corporate, this evil corporation that's not paying enough taxes has these conveyor belts. You know, uh, you know, how many disenfranchised proletariats are having to work on the on the production line? (laughs) There, I worked it out. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, University of California sees a record high number of in-state applicants this year. Governor Newsom, much to my surprise, set up two hundred and sixteen million dollar fund to help boost that number versus pushing for more out-of-state students, students who have to pay a lot more to go to colleges here. So how is how does this work? I mean, so he's basically paying people to come to the schools or to stay here yeah. in California. He's giving them extra money to come to, if they're California residents to go to California colleges and universities. I don't. This is this is crazy. Students were out of state, and for some reason they want to get rid of the out of state students. I don't know why. Well, well, but this is no benefit to us because, and I and I suspect that a lot of this two hundred sixty million dollars is going to pay for tuition for illegals. That could be that are in the state because there's no reason (laughs) at all. Because all this means with this fund is that the taxpayers are paying. I'd rather have students. I'd rather have people from Texas coming in where mommy and daddy are paying the bill, not me. (laughs) I don't disagree. Yeah. All right. Here's another interesting one. Today, nearly half of all students given loans don't graduate in six years. Wow. For them, college is an overpriced. And now many corporations, this is interesting, such as Bank of America, IBM, Dell, Google, and many other corporations no longer require a degree to get hired. 
You know, good. I'm I'm glad to hear it because most of the pe- the the degrees that people are getting today don't mean anything in the workplace. In fact, it actually would it actually depending on what school they came out of, in some ways could make them unhirable to me because the, back in my day when I was hiring and firing, I wouldn't have I wouldn't be hiring some of these people with these gender studies degrees and with this coming out of these far lefty institutions churning out little Marxists. I wouldn't hire them. So uh, I'm glad people are wising up. We've got about three minutes left, Bob. Okay. Uh, public schools have thousands of unfilled teacher positions, according to a study by nationwide study by Kansas State University, and more than 180,000 jobs are filled by unqualified teachers, according to that study of Kansas State. Well, well, we don't we don't have a, a a lot of teachers. Well, there's so much behind that. There's a lot of is- reasons for this, and yeah, it's 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 complicated. The solution is not underqualified teachers. Uh, the solution is don't be shutting down schools, and don't be shoving your lefty crap on people. And maybe not. Maybe people will send their kids back to school and. <laughs> and and then get rid of some of this legislation that that prevents teachers from being able to discipline kids, and maybe we'll be able to hire more qualified people. That's true. All right, Houston School District, which has had low performance results, were taken over by the state, which then decided to close all the libraries in those schools in heavily black neighborhoods. The parents were alarmed, but the action had been taken. Too soon to know if the focus on math and reading will turn performance around and what closing unit, uh, libraries has to do with that result. Yeah, I don't understand why closing the library, uh, you know, uh, you you think you would want I kids to be going to the library. And what they need, though, is they need these libraries to not be filled with computers that they can sit and game on all day, but actually have them sit there and read books and, you know, do math problems. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll learn more about that but as we go on. All right. Then you got Raoul Roberts, a columnist, says that the reason white heterosexual men aren't joining the military can be found on the 478-page instruction manual used by the Air Force, now being used for new cadets. It has strong focus on white privilege, homophobic, racist, and transgenderism. Yeah, in <laughs> and, fact, and they're, being, they're presented by by a drag queen. Yeah. And in fact, we had uh, Jesse Jane Duff, Gunny Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, who uh, you, I'm not sure if you met her when she was yeah. here for the town hall, but she came on, she was on last night and she was talking, oh no, it was Brigitte Gabriel talking about how we need to block the nomination of the Air Force General from being the Joint Chiefs, head of the Joint Chiefs, because what he has done to destroy the Air Force with this DEI crap that you just described is immeasurable, immeasurable. So we got 30 seconds left. Tell everybody about We the Kids. All right, We the Kids. It's a, a great organization to help you have your kids learn more about American history and be proud of their country and learn something about the basic skills like math and such. This is a great organization. Look up under wethekids.us. They've got materials you can get almost for free, and you can make a donation. That would be great, too. But it's a great way to supplement what your kids are learning versus what they're getting in school. Absolutely. And everybody who went to the town hall got to see these darling kids and hear them on the show, by the way, which was amazing. So, uh, Bob Walters, have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Stay safe out there. Thank you for all you do, and we'll talk at you next Friday night. Okay, take care. All right. And you guys stick around.